you, you, you ought to know. Haha, <laughs> that was me actually channeling Ariana Maddox. Channeling none other than Alanis, the Alanis. While Ariana was out last week, honestly just living her best life at the karaoke bars out in Cali, honestly just taking back all of the loserdom that Tom Sandoval has ever put onto her. So I, I totally appreciate it. I am here for it. I know that she's out and about in Mexico. We'll get into it. We'll get into all of that. Um, this is a very jam-packed episode, and I feel like I'm starting to really get the hang of it, guys. I think I've got a really good <laughs> setup today, and I'm excited to really just bring it to you. Let's just dive in to today's episode. So welcome back to The Reality Informant. I'm your host, Allie Crossan, and I'm so excited to really just kind of, you know, shoot the shit with you this week. What a week last week was. It was so crazy. Honestly, I was holding out recording on Friday because I'm like, listen, there's just going to be more scandal news, right? So I waited. I waited till Saturday, and then I'm like, hmm, not a lot's happening. So it's Monday, guys. <laughs> it's Monday. It's Monday morning. I decided let me just hop on. Let me do a record. I have so much to talk about, and it can really kind of level set us as we head into this next week. So what do I have for you today? I am going to do a weekend roundup for some of the stories that happened over the weekend that you may have missed. I'm going to talk about um, really some stories that I wanted to bring to you as your reality TV informant. I wanted to give you some stories that I thought were really interesting that might just play out you know, through seasons and, and other episodes that we see. So I'm going to call those out. And then my favorite section, which is our hot take section, which is my hot takes. And then I take community hot takes, which you guys submit through all of my socials. Um, any comments you leave, I save them throughout the week. Guys, this is how I do it. I actually favorite comments that I think are hysterical are very bold, are maybe a little bit risque, maybe I just totally disagree with, maybe I fully agree with, and we take them here and we close out every week discussing your hot takes because that's fun too. So this week, holy moly, this weekend actually was a lot. Um, <laughs> like I said, not too many scandal bombs, thank you God. I think we all needed a minute, but like I said, we'll get to that later on today because it is sprinkled throughout. Um, as you can imagine, there's still stuff going on, but thank God there were no like bombshells this week and I, I just couldn't, I couldn't. I, I think all of us collectively who are obsessed with just this whole story are tired. So I appreciated it. Anyway, for me personally, it was a little bit of a crazy weekend. As you know, my husband was away. He had a bachelor party for his cousin. And all I have to say is thank you, God, that he's coming back today. Um, and also, every single parent out there, if you're out there and you're listening, I do not know how you do it. I do not. Now, I recognize that I am very lucky. I have a husband, a partner who does a lot um, in terms of childcare, house, you know, it's just like a, it's a real team effort over here. Uh, but yeah, whenever he goes away, I just say to myself, how the hell do single parents do it? I, I really, I really don't know. Um, you guys deserve it all. That's all I will say. 
And besides that, um, you know, surviving this weekend, I had one of my best friend's baby showers, which I know we all love to go to. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like it's just overload, but hers I was so excited for. Um, When it's someone that you're super close with, I think it just makes it a little bit more special and more bearable, if you will. And it's so funny. uh, At this shower, a lot of the people who were there know me personally. And, you know, we've been kind of on this like wedding circle for like three years together so every time we see each other we all laugh because we're like I feel like we just know each other through this but I know you now and a lot of them know that I'm obsessed with Bravo and some of them are too and I just have to say if you ever see me in public never feel badly talking Bravo with me because I will chat Yes, I will chat. It is my safe space. I do not care. I know some people are like, oh, it's all I talk about. I want to talk about something different. Sure, sure. But do not hold back, okay? Because some of these women came up to me and they're like, I really wanted to talk to you about Scandal, but like, is it all you're hearing? No, I want to talk about Scandal with you. I want to hear your thoughts. I mean, seriously. Anyway, that was so fun. Some of the ladies came up to me and we were chatting about Scandal, which was hysterical. Um, Really just, really just taking over the world. But like I said, never feel badly talking about Bravo with me because I will chat. Um, What else did I do? Obviously saw the fam this weekend. I caught up on Real Housewives of Miami, guys. You know I love this show. It's worth the Peacock subscription, the five bucks a month. Um, It's so worth it. I really don't know why it's not on main Bravo, but obviously it's working for Peacock, so they'll probably keep it there. Um, But I think I'm going to actually do a whole episode on just the reunions because this was so good and I loved it so much that I have so much to say. Shocking. I think I'm going to do that. But yeah, that was kind of my weekend. A little bit slow because I was on, you know, full parent duty like every other weekend. But (laughs) without my husband, it was just a little bit extra you know a little extra special a little bit more challenging I have a three-nager if you did not know and he is absolutely wonderful but he is acting up so let's get into our weekend roundup what happened this weekend guys um we obviously had the Oscars go on I know that's not technically reality tv but it crosses genres guys I think we all love it and let's just talk about it quickly um Everyone winning with everything, everywhere, all at once made me very happy. The best actress, best supporting actor and actress. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I loved that. I mean, their stories were amazing. Goonies forever. Honestly, (laughs) I mean, I think you've seen all the jokes now um, with Jamie Lee Curtis and Dorit. Um, But all I could think about was Dorit saying, that is so chic. That is so chic, baby, because Jamie Lee Curtis won. And all I could think about was the charity luncheon because uh, everything comes back to Bravo. Really, it does. So now we can say the Housewives have Oscar winners on, on on their shows. So love to see that. I really did cry when all of them won because I was just like very passionate about their journeys this Oscar season. Also, Brendan Fraser, a.k.a. George of the Jungle. I love this redemption story. Okay, guys? I feel like, I mean, we that's a whole episode in itself because he got wronged. He got wronged, in my humble opinion. But now he's a winner. And I love to see it. That's what I love to see. Good people come out on top in the end. You know? I hate the struggle, but it makes them who they are. And I'm so happy to see him win. I think he really, really deserved it. 
can we just talk about Halle Bailey as Ariel? Are you kidding me? That trailer had me in tears. Her voice is absurd. Just imagine having like an in, like just an, like a tiny, 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 tiny bit of that skill or talent. Wow. I could never. I could never. I, if you guys did not know, I was actually in the um, ent- elementary school production of Annie. I was Pepper, the mean orphan. Uh, shock. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's as far as my musical talents took me. Um, so anytime I hear somebody sing and they're amazing, I just have to acknowledge it. And Halle Bailey is insane. She's also beautiful. Okay, seeing her next to Melissa McCarthy up there made me so happy. Like, think about all the girls who get to see Halle Bailey as their Ariel. All the black girls. That's amazing. I love it. Love to see it. I think she's going to be amazing. Um, Can't wait. There was a little chatter around Lady Gaga taking all of her makeup off and stripping it down. I think Heather McDonald said it was quote-unquote brave. I wouldn't have used those choice of words, and I'm sure she's dealing with the backlash of that this morning, but um, I think what she was just trying to say is, like, to go, like, full glam, like, feel really beautiful, and, you know, I think women in makeup, this is a whole, a whole other discussion that we'll save for another day, but I actually thought it was really cool. And after living in the pandemic where, like, I don't wear as much makeup anymore, honestly, seeing Lady Gaga up there with no makeup, I'm like, she looks great. Because it's, you know, just, it's relatable. It's relatable. And I think it said something. It's not about all the hoopla. It's about her talent. And I I like that. Okay? I like Lady Gaga. I do want to give a special shout out to whoever picks the duos that come up on stage because whoever picked Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors to come up together, are you serious? Like, I'm a married woman, 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 one, <laughs> and that made me stop in my tracks, made me stop in my tracks, totally disassociate from the fact that I'm watching the Oscars and just feel like, wow. Imagine if Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan both wanted to talk to me. How amazing would that be? You know, it's just a real feel good moment. So thank you. Thank you. Um, Also, honorable mention for Hugh Grant absolutely sucking with Ashley Graham on the red carpet. He did not take anything she put down and it was a really awkward interview. And I love Ashley Graham. So I will leave it with that. That happened at the Oscars this weekend. There was a lot, obviously, more that happened. um, But I thought it was really, really cool um, to see everything everywhere all at once winners um, come out on top because I just know that whole story was really amazing. So that happened. Now let's move back into our Bravo universe, shall we? So obviously Instagram was popping this weekend. We saw Real Housewives of Beverly Hills cast together. And I have to say, I reposted their um, pics together. I think it was Kyle that did like a little bit of a group shot, sans Erica. And as beautiful as they all looked, and they did. And I have to give credit to my friend Meg, who said this to me when I when I posted it. She had me in stitches. None of them looked like they were going to the same place. There is something about <laughs> fashion with these women. Sometimes it's a little bit confusing. I'm always like, did you all get the same memo? Like, what happened here? Um, or maybe there's just very different interpretations. And I think fashion can be interpreted in many different ways. But there's something about 
Garcelle looking like she's at a tropical beach wedding. And then you see, or maybe like Easter Sunday even, with that pink jewel dress, which is very cute. It's a little modest, but a cute, short, but modest. Then you have Sutton with like a see-through shirt going on, with the mesh thing going on. And then you have Kyle looking like super adorable in this like little mini velvet number. Which I saw um, someone who's like 24, I think, that I, I like see sometimes on Instagram. She was wearing the same dress. And I'm like, damn, Kyle, like, go off. You look amazing. Shut down those Ozempic rumors. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, I, I'm so excited about this season. I think it's going to be a light, fun season. Lord knows we need it. I know it's going to be drama, but like, I just need joy from some franchises, you know? And that picture just felt joyful to me. It just felt joyful. But I don't know. I might be eating those words in like a couple months. But happy to see it. Also on Instagram this weekend was Karen Huger looking absolute fire in a bikini. Listen, I'm not here to like to dissect people's physical appearances. I will not. What I will do is give them kudos when they deserve them because she looks amazing. I forget how old she is, but literally, like, what? She looked unreal, guys. I, go look. Go look. If you're by your phone, pick it up. Go look right now. She looked amazing. I wanted to give her an honorable mention as well. Also this weekend, let's turn to our good old VPR news. We saw Ariana Maddox become Carrie Bradshaw and flee to Mexico. And honestly, I love to see it. She looked so bright and colorful and happy. She looked happy. You know, I know she's sad in a lot of ways, but like I have to say, there's something about seeing her just like live her best life that is so refreshing and it feels good. It really, really feels good, guys. I, I'm I know that this is like a really dark time for her. But I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it now, and it's here forever. I never liked her and Tom Sandoval together, ever. And I'm not saying that now because of everything that's come out. I've never liked Tom Sandoval. I've watched VPR from the beginning like a lot of you guys, and there was just something about him that absolutely gave me the ick. I did not like it. It was just like in my bones, you know? I was just like, mm, not, not for me. Not for me. I could appreciate what he gives, uh, which is narcissism, <laughs> which has always been narcissism. Um, yeah, I don't know. His energy just wasn't my energy. And he was just on the show and not someone that I always liked. I never, ever, ever understood how he ended up with Ariana. Really. Um, funny enough, guys, I decided to, you know, just add more stress to my life and start VPR from the beginning. Now, I don't know if you saw Bravo put up like the recommended episodes or whatever that you could skip around and a lot there's a lot of backlash and I'm agreeing with the backlash because I think you need to watch 1 through 4 in totality to like A understand reality TV, but B to really understand VPR. It is so its own animal and I feel like it wrote the rules for a lot of um reality tv that we see now I love the show say what you will but um I decided to rewatch it and even from the beginning Sandoval sucks like he sucks <laughs> like, 
I don't know. You know, Kristen always got the bad rap for being crazy, and she definitely got cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs after t- over a while. But, like, wouldn't you in a toxic relationship like that? They were not right for each other, period. But I just didn't like him separately. So when Ariana and him got together, I was like, oh, my God. What? Ariana, of all people? I And I always have said there's a Joe for every Josephine. There's a Joe for every Joe. And a Josefina for every Josefina, okay? And more. And so on. You know? We don't just end there. We know that. Um, I was like, okay, maybe this is just one of those examples, Al. You just don't get it. You just don't get it. No. I never got it. I never got it. And I'm so glad it's over. I just thought she was so much cooler. So much more level-headed. Level-head? Level, level-headed. Yes. <laughs> um, and just way cooler. Just way cooler. That's all I could say, guys. I never got it. Never got it. I'm glad we're here. I'm sorry that it happened this way. But Ariana deserves so much more. And like I opened the show with, seeing her on the karaoke bar circuit is giving me so much joy. And the fact that, and I made a video about this on TikTok and it kind of blew up a little bit. The fact that she has more musical talent than Tom Sandoval ever will is not lost on me. Do you hear her hitting those notes in that video that went a little viral with her at these bars? Girl can sing. Sing. I'm so happy about it. I I just want her to go on tour and do her own female empowerment cover songs, like tour and just make a lot of money and make Tom go crazy. I know she won't because she's like way better than that and wouldn't be that petty but I'm that petty and Ariana I will be your manager for that tour if you want to do it I promise okay let's move into some stories from this past week that as the reality informant I wanted to bring up I wanted to talk about I wanted to just take a little bit more time and dig into them a little bit share my thoughts on them um and then you know we'll go into our hot take section and round up this episode we're moving and grooving guys today Okay, the first one, let's stay on VPR. And let's talk about Lala going on her Instagram story late last week and really just debunking any theories about the VPR editors going back and editing any of the episodes to better align with current events. (laughs) She says no. Um, And I actually had this question. I was just thinking of it myself. Like as we were watching these episodes, I'm like, are we watching them the way that they edited them previously or is it are they going back in real time now I know it takes time to get these things edited like basically all the background production things like it takes time then you need approvals and whatnot and so so I don't even know if they even had time to do it to be quite honest like this may have just like they may have just said like there's no way we even could I I mean there's things they could do to the back end um of the season but I really just feel like these are one and done and in the can um but we'll never know we'll never know I trust Lala on this because I want to um but the reality is we just don't know however watching them And I'll get to some hot takes later because some of you guys even called it out. But watching these episodes, knowing that things haven't been edited and we're still seeing things in plain sight is wild. Wild. 
I mean, we're going to start seeing the lightning bolt necklace pop up. It's going to drive us insane. We're going to, I hope we see Raquel slash Rachel at these um, concerts and in the front row and dancing and bopping her head along. Oh my goodness. I also saw over the weekend while we're on this topic, and I feel like this is like an interesting story. I saw on TikTok, it was someone who was at a show, I believe it was in February, or excuse me, December. And she was in the front row and I guess security was, um, she was up, no, she was in the, not in the front row, excuse me. She was up, like, what's it called? Why can't I think of the word when you're like up top, you know, at second level? Why am I brain farting? You guys know what I'm saying. I'm standing on the ground watching the concert. There's a whole other level above us, whatever. She's standing up there and apparently somebody was pretending to be security because they were so big with like a friend and they saw him sing to her and she was just like crying, 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 crying. Now, knowing what we know, doesn't that make sense? He's like singing to her. She's all heartbroken because he won't leave his current situation. Oh, the drama. I mean, I... I honestly believe it now. Like all these stories, you know how like in the past they would just like fly around and I feel like they would kind of be ignored and whatever. Now we can't. We can't ignore these things. People are on the ground. They said they've seen things and it was a little weird at the time, but they didn't think twice of it. People's intuition, man. Wow. So yeah, apparently Raquel was at these concerts like sobbing because he wasn't with her. I don't know. I don't know. What do you expect? But anyway, going back to Lala's story, she says, no, they're not being re-edited. We're seeing them the way that they were edited um, the first round. And let's just see what we see, guys. This is like so it's so trippy to see it this way. Um, But, you know, interesting nonetheless. Next up, we got Winter House. Um, Are you guys watching this season? I am. I have thoughts. I have thoughts on all of it. I've been posting about it, um, you know, weekly on my TikTok. Uh, But we can can talk about it next week. I feel like I haven't given them that much love on here. Um, But we'll get into it. So the story that I wanted to touch upon was, now we know both the Toms, the scorned Toms, were set to be on Winter House this season. That is beginning filming this week in Denver, Colorado. Now, we know they're out now, obviously, for reasons we all now know. And reports from monsters and critics and Gossip Chimp are saying that Malia White from Below Deck Med Season 6, I know she's on more than that, but maybe joining. There's also rumblings of Riley Gerber joining, but Malia has been legit tagging Colorado this week. So people think that that's a, you know, she may have been a quick backfill. That's great. I'm into it. I'm into it. You know what I would love to see, though? I would love to see a family karma crossover. I feel like they're not getting that much love and they're all, they're like kind of in their own world. They're not really like pulled into other things. And I feel like this would be such a nice way to really kind of have that crossover. If you brought some of the people over there from family karma to winter house. No, I don't know. I I think so. I think so. So that's just something that's being talked about. I'm very curious to see if you guys know anything, you let me know. Um, But I have not seen any other reports come out other than we know Tom and Tom are definitely out. Okay, next up, we got a heavy one. We got Brandy Glanville. Okay, so we all know the Real Housewives Ultimate 
Girls Trip Season 4 Drama, The Fallout, with Brandy Glanville and Caroline Manzo. And I've said my thoughts on this. I think, you know, right after it happened, the fact that neither of them were saying absolutely nothing made me feel like this is so serious. Brandy talks about everything. Everything. For her not to talk about this was so telling to me. And I don't know, I find Caroline Manzo, like she's so buttoned up, I don't know, in my opinion. Um, she's not going to say anything stupid. She's going to go get the right legal advice and play this correctly. Um, she's always been that way, so I'm not surprised that she hasn't really said any more. She's kind of letting the powers that be be and do their thing. Meanwhile, Gl- Glanville's over there going bananas. Okay, let's read her latest, the latest uh, statement that came out from her legal team last week. Um, I know that it got picked up by quite a few, um, you know, different outlets, but I wanted to talk about it here. So this is the quote. In the bathroom, as the audio will confirm, nothing inappropriate or illegal whatsoever occurred. As you know, both from your investigation and the audio and video that you possess, the four women washed their hands before returning to the party where they enjoyed some food and chatted. He wrote, adding, Throughout, Miss Manzo appeared to be having a great time and didn't telegraph any signs whatsoever that she wanted Miss Glanville to leave her side. Overall, the entire incident was compromised of some flirtatious conduct and kissing between Miss Manzo and Miss Glanville, and all of it was absolutely mutual and consensual. Okay. Ugh. This is a lot to unpack. I have feelings on this. Here, let me start with this. The way that the story first came out, it absolutely came off like sexual assault. And in my opinion, if you don't want to be touched and someone touches you, whether you say it or don't say it, it's assault. And it makes you feel very, very, very uncomfortable. And sometimes in those uncomfortable situations, you freeze and you don't really know what to do. Um, Some people don't say anything. Some people laugh and go along with it. And then after it, it like hits them and they get really upset. It's all, it's very psychological. All right. I am not an expert in, in sexual assault or um, the, the psychology behind it. Um, but I will say this. I have watched Brandy Glanville for years. And to say that she crosses the line would be an understatement. She does. And she pushes the envelope. And a lot of it is alcohol fueled. And I just feel like something obviously did happen. We wouldn't be at this point if it didn't. Um, I think to say release the audio is weird. Um, this is just my opinion. Like the audio, what is that going to say? What is that going to say? They're, so they're they're asking for Shed Media and NBCU to release the audio, release the tapes so that everybody can see it. Um, okay, fair. Even if they did release the audio, like what are you going to hear? Like silence and giggles and hand washing? That doesn't mean that Caroline's not feeling anything. I, I just don't, I don't follow the logic. Um, and then I'm looking at this quote. And blah, 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 blah. the four women washed their hands, returned to the party where they enjoyed some food. Miss Manzo appeared to having a great time and didn't telegraph any signs whatsoever that she wanted Miss Glanville to leave her side. Okay. There's just so many factors in this that it's just like impossible. I don't know. She didn't telegraph any signs. What are the signs? Like what your signs and my signs are might be different. 
Okay. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I just don't, I don't know. I don't think that they have much to stand on. I think at the end of the day, if Caroline walked away and said, I felt uncomfortable and I felt violated, that's enough. That's enough. So we'll see. Again, she's not saying much, but in my opinion, Glanville is going like hard on this. She had um, this statement released. I know that there was like a page six article about this whole thing. And I I just feel like Brandy's behind that. I don't know. Um, the way it was written was obviously like anti-Caroline. I just, I don't know. I'm This whole thing, I really feel... I feel sad for Brandy because I do feel like she, this is like her livelihood at this point. She really leans on this um, for her income and just like more opportunities and things like that. But she, her behavior needs to have repercussions. And I don't care if you're laughing with her, if you're not laughing with her, if you feel violated, that's the bottom line. And she has to deal with those repercussions. So we'll see where this plays out again. I know people have feelings about Glanville and Manzo, but where I stand is I wanted Caroline back. I didn't know in what capacity at all. I just wanted her back on my screen. And to me, this felt like the safest way to do it, like get her feet wet, see how she feels about it. And and, and maybe there would be something for her in the future. But this is definitely not going to let her like or want her. I feel like she's not going to want to come back the same way um, if it was all this hoopla around it. We'll see. I mean, my fingers are crossed. I always love, I always love the Manzo content. So I wish she'd come back, but um, I don't know. After this, we'll see. But Brandy is absolutely making sure that she's protected. That is what I will say. Moving on, we saw Heather Dubrow last week. Actually, it was about two weeks ago now. Not this past Friday, but the Friday before on International, I think it was Sunday. Guys, I cannot keep up with these days. There's so many days. Everything's a day. Anyway, it was really, really sweet what she did. Um, she took to her, her Instagram to um, share her son Ace's announcement. And she, you know, Ace is is identifying as a boy and I think it's amazing what she's doing and of course she was met with losers who had a lot to say and I don't know I mean this is the post that she put up and this is what she said said back our job or excuse me this is the post and what she said along with this announcement post on International Sons Day Our job as parents is to give our kids a safe and supportive environment so they can grow up as healthy, happy, confident, and independent humans. Since Ace is a 12-year-old child with a long life ahead of him, we will let him tell his own story someday if he chooses to do so. All we can say is, Ace, we love you so much and we are proud to be your parents. Hell yeah, Heather Dubrow. And I, she went on again last week on her podcast responding to some of the like negativity that she got, which she knew she'd get. Um, and she handled it so well. And she basically said, you know, on, along the lines that, um, you know, she is so proud of him and she wants to protect all of our kids. Like she is uh, very, very, how do I say this? She's so articulate. I, I have to give it to her. And whenever she's talking about motherhood or parenting, I really resonate with a lot of what she says. I think at the end of the day, like her kids are her her number one. 
and everything else is just like nice to haves. And I think she really takes her role as mom as like the most important role to her. And she's so damn good at it, guys. She's so damn good at it. And good on her for this past week going back on her podcast, answering some of the tough questions that people ask. Um, I think a lot of them are pretty common and, you know, they just come from a lack of education. And I think she handled it so well. And at the end of the day, like she just wants the best life for her children and she wants to protect them and she's going to use her platform to do do that. And good on her. Say what you will about Heather Dubrow, but Heather Dubrow as a mom kicks ass and I will say that again and again. And it's just really, really nice to see. Now, this next story is either going to make you want to scream or throw up. <laughs> Um, but I know what, I know what it's going to make me do. And let me tell you, Austin Kroll, Austin, 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 the man, the man is charming. We know he's on Southern Charm for a reason, but it has come out last week that he allegedly, and like, there hasn't been a lot of fight on it. So I think it may have happened. Allegedly hooked up with Taylor Green. Now I know. I know. Before you start, wasn't Taylor really good friends with Olivia? Yes. Wasn't Olivia dating Austin? Yes. Wasn't Taylor with Shep for like two and a half years? Yes. Aren't Shep and Austin best friends? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's a mess. Okay. So a little background story. Taylor and Shep were dating for like two, two and a half years. That was a mess. Uh, Taylor wanted obviously something very solid out of the relationship. She obviously wants to have children. She wants to have a family. She wants to be married. All of these things Shep does not want. And I mean, it's funny now, but at the time I was like really pissed for her Um, because I feel like Shep really was, he was sort of, in my opinion, appearing to slow down, maybe want to take on that role, maybe roles. And, you know, then it all backfired and they broke up and it was a disaster. And Taylor was absolutely heartbroken and, to put it lightly, eviscerated Shep on the reunion. And she came for him. She came for him. But there was always like this relationship that Austin and Taylor had. And I think Austin always looked out for Taylor like It's almost like he saw what was going on and felt bad for her. He obviously built a relationship with her separately from the friendship he had with Shep. And he just saw the writing on the wall. And I think he was very protective of her. I mean, in my heart, I was always like, why aren't they together? Like, that makes the most sense. But timing is everything, right? And it just was not the time for them. And, you know, uh, Austin ended up being with Olivia. And I know that was like a thing. And I know she was all upset because he, I think, hooked up with Sierra and that was like a mess. And honestly, I can't keep up with Austin. He is all around town. Anyway, the fact that he and Taylor maybe potentially hooked up does not, in my heart of hearts, shock me. It does not. I thought they had lovely chemistry. I thought they actually really cared about each other as people. Um, is it messy? Hell yeah. Here's what I say. I say Shep probably doesn't care. The thing is, if Austin, Austin knows Shep and we know Shep, right? Shep is so jealous. (laughs) He will not be able to 
not make a comment to Austin. Like he will be like, oh yeah, how's Taylor? Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Taylor like didn't really like when I did this and blah, 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 blah. Like he will do that. So unless Austin wants to throw his head against the wall every time he's with Shep, as it relates to like Taylor and they're talking about Taylor, I think anytime he's with Shep, Shep would get under his skin. I just feel that. I think that that is not too far off, you know? And Olivia, I feel bad for her. Poor Olivia lost her brother um, not too long ago. I have to look. I think it was the end of the year or the beginning of this year. It was horrendous. Um, I can't even imagine. I mean, I, I would think that this is like the last thing on her mind. Um, and I believe I saw a quote or a comment that was basically saying that. Um, and I totally respect that. Like, that is not where her focus is. I would imagine it's a little bit hurtful and disappointing to hear. But um, I feel like this happened a few months ago now. So we're, we're just getting wind of it now. Um, but I think it's, it's happened already. So we shall see this all play out. I also heard, guys, I got some tea. I also heard that Southern Charm this next season is going to be heavily focused around Taylor, which I think is very smart. Given her age, she's 28. I think that we needed a refresh. Catherine, obviously, no longer. Um, I know we have feelings about it, but let's be honest. I love her, but she was not giving the same. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe it's time for like a new new blood, new face of. And she's absolutely connected to everybody still. And I, I don't know. I really like I, I really like seeing her. I think 28 is such a um transformative year for a lot of women I feel like we all had our mentees starting at 25 then <laughs> 26 27 or 8 I don't know I just feel like that age range is so interesting to follow um and for someone like Taylor I think it's it's a good idea I think she's gonna have a lot of messy drama I think there's a lot of growth gonna happen um yeah interestingly Taylor and Raquel are the same age hmm think about that. Okay, let's get into our hot take section, guys. I have so many hot takes today and I'm really excited about them. <laughs> I'm going to piss some people off, but happy Monday, right? Okay, so casting. Let's get into some hot takes on casting with Real Housewives of Potomac wrapping or wrapped now. Um, I have some thoughts going into next season and here's where I'm at. I really think you keep Candace, obviously. You keep Ashley, because you just want to see what's going on, the fallout there. And Karen. Karen is our comedic relief. I think her confessionals make me giggle every single time. And I think you just need the age range, to be honest. I think there's something to be said about having your Candace, your Ashley, and a Karen. Um, I think that it, it creates like this woman, like this womanhood um, theme, if you will. Whereas it's like we're not all in our early 30s like doing the same thing. It's like there's just – you could be – do. it's just a wide – it casts a wider net by having a larger age range. So I'm here for it and I like Karen a lot um, even though she's snarky as hell. You got to love it. Okay. I feel like Wendy – I love Dr. Wendy so much. I just feel like, and I, I feel like I saw somebody talking on TikTok um, about this, and I agree. I, I need to find the creator. Oh, damn. I don't know. Um, but she's, like, so professional 
And she obviously wants to go into her political commentary and and grow that career. And I just don't know if this is going to do that for her, if she's going to be elevated. I think she's gotten elevated, but I think now, like, her work needs to elevate her, not this. So I'd like to see her in another season, but I wouldn't be surprised if she, like, closes the chapter after that. Um, But we'll see. We will see. And I'm not saying I don't want her here. I'm just saying I, I also recognize her ambition and goals in life. And I just don't think just being a Bravo star is it for her. So that's what I'll say. And everyone else can go. (laughs) I I need a break. I need a break from all of you and your narratives that you make up. I don't like the lying. I don't like the um, ganging up on. I'm just over it. So Candace, Ashley, Karen, and Wendy, I'll see you next season. Everyone else, if I see you, I see you. If I don't, God bless. (laughs) That's just where I am right now. I might change my mind, but I don't know. That's where I'm at. Okay, another hot take that I have is about the show, The Traders. And this one is like kind of random, but I've just been thinking about it a little bit. I think we need to bring some old school Bravo people, like old school. Um, And and I say that and they're not old. I just say they're just like some deep cuts. I feel like they're so good for this show and no one's giving them the proper like attention. One is Tabitha Coffee from Tabitha Salon Takeover. Are you kidding me? She would be so good for this. I, I just feel like she absolutely would. I feel like she's so good at just like strategizing. I don't know, maybe because I saw her deal with like such really like horrible salon situations and she brought them back to life. I don't know. She just seems smart. (laughs) I think she'd be great. Also, can we talk about Greg Bennett and Chris Manzo for a second? They were a duo and I really feel like they'd be great on the show. I'm just saying, just putting it out there. Um, I I don't know. I feel like they've been missing for a while. I know obviously they don't probably want to be back in the Bravo world the same way, but this is different. This is like showing them off in a different way. And I think they're hysterical and I think they would be great fits. And they're made for like reality TV competition show. That's what I think. So I'm going to put that out there in the universe. Just a little quick, fun, hot take for you guys. Um, I think I mentioned this earlier, but Ariana just like singing better than Tom Sandoval is not lost on me. Guys, the way that that's been hidden for years from us is so strategic. You cannot tell me otherwise. You cannot tell me that Tom Sandoval hid her musical talents from us. Because he knew. He knew that she was better than him. She knows, or he knows. He knows. What's that song? He knows. He knows. He knows on TikTok. I'm on there too much, obviously. Um, yes. So, Ariana, you do seem better. That's uh, that's a hot take. Another hot take is for Summer House in general. I've said this and I'll say it again, guys. I am just not loving the chemistry this year. Um, I think some of the storylines are interesting, but I'm just into something new. And I made a video about this a few weeks ago, and I really feel like it's still accurate. Remember Real World, like way back when, when it, it would literally be, when were we talking about way back when? Always, always. 
they would have random strangers come together. But it was the same formula. That's what Summer House needs to be. We need the same formula. We need people who are in their mid late 20s, single, want to meet the love of their lives out in Montauk. (laughs) Like, that's what we need. Um, I love seeing people who are coupled up. Yes, I think it's important that we sprinkle some in. But I think some of these people have graduated from Summer House and they need to be doing different ventures. Um, It's just not, it's just not as exciting and fun and like, I don't know, it just isn't giving me the same light fluff that it should, right? It's summer house. It's not supposed to be this like dark, twisted fantasy. <laughs> if you know, if you know, if you know, you know. Um, I just don't feel like it's just like not giving. I think that we need to figure this out, Bravo. I think that they need to kind of do a real world-esque approach where you have people who are excited to be in the summer house, maybe for two seasons most. And that's kind of how it goes. I think it would just create more drama, more interest. I think it would be more fun. But we shall see. I don't know, guys. I've kind of been hearing that from people. I'm talking to them about summer house. Everyone's sort of like, I'm watching, but I'm not like loving it. So we'll see. All right, guys. We're rounding out this episode. There was a lot to talk about this week, but I really wanted to talk about some community hot takes. You guys know this is the hot take section. Community hot takes kill me. You guys are hysterical. So I have some that are related to Real Housewives of New Jersey. I made some videos this week that had some feelings. And I want to just talk about two that I thought were really interesting. Okay. The first one's from Maureen.99. So. Maureen basically says, Melissa seems to be stirring up a lot of drama. Why? She cites different examples, guys. One with um, Melissa saying something's wrong with Jen's marriage, like implying that to the women. And then also the whole Danielle and Jackie and the shorts drama. Um, Yes. Yes. And I made a video on this. I really feel like, Maureen, that Melissa is stirring up this drama Because she knows that Bravo execs, NBCU execs, uh, the actual production companies execs, everybody knows the chatter that's going on. And you know what the chatter is? Is we are so tired of the Melissa Teresa Joe drama. Now, personally, I'm very sad that they have this drama. I wish they didn't. I think it would be amazing if they got along. I think they would be hysterical and a total powerhouse trio. I really do but we're not there. Okay. Melissa is a smart woman. I really do believe this. And I think she recognizes that she has to do other things that aren't related to Teresa because a, the fans don't want it anymore. Like we just don't want that. And B, she wants to keep her job. (laughs) You know, I mean, I, I, the whole Danielle and Jackie and the shorts drama really pissed me off. And I'll tell you why. One is Melissa was and is friends with Jackie. For her to so quickly throw Jackie under the bus really surprised me. But then I'm like, is she just doing this because it's drama and she needs to earn drama points? Maybe that would make sense because it just didn't seem like something Melissa would really do. But um, for her telling her was so weird. And then when she tells Danielle about it at the at Teresa's housewarming party 
excuse me, when she tells Jackie that she told Danielle at the at Teresa's home housewarming party, she's like a toddler, Melissa. She looks at Jackie and she's like, "Uh, I'm sorry I did it, but I did it." And I'm, I I was watching and I'm like, "Is this really happening?" Also, the way that Jackie acted like, uh, "It's okay." No, it's not. It's not okay. <laughs> I it was just like so weird. Um but I thought to myself, like, okay, Melissa's absolutely just, like, planting seeds to get people pissed off at each other. Like, right? Right? So that's what I'm thinking. Um, it just seemed very off for Melissa to do that. It just seemed so, like, bitchy and, I don't know, not out of – just, like, out of character because it was just so random and mean. I just didn't think it was necessary. Um, she could have said nothing and it would have been still funny I think we would have still seen Jackie talking about it. Um, but we, I don't know. The whole thing was weird. Um, yeah, and her asking about Jen's marriage too. I agree. I feel like these are things that she's doing to stir up drama because she needs she needs something else. And I don't blame her for that. Absolutely not. But something I've noticed too. So I wanted to absolutely bring that here this week. I also made a video um, that was... It, so Melissa was on two teas in a pod um, with Tamara and Teddy, and she basically starts to talk about casting a little bit. And that's where Maureen's hot take came from, by the way. Um, she's stirring up the drama because I made a video that was basically like responding to Melissa on this podcast. And I say, you know, what is this about? Like, I feel like we need to just revamp a little bit. Like, I think we need to revamp. And what I meant by that was, I think Teresa stays on Real Housewives of New Jersey as a housewife, but contractually, she gets it set up so that she really only has to perform and be obligated to events the same way a friend of is. Now, that means she still gets paid as a housewife, she just has less obligations to film on the franchise. Now, with that, I also suggested that Teresa should have a spinoff with her and her daughters because I think that would be absolutely amazing. And I think it would alleviate a lot of people's desire to really kick off Melissa because I don't think that's going to happen so fast, guys. And, you know, I said this and people are like, you're a Melissa stan. It's so clear. Tell me you're a Melissa stan without telling me you're a Melissa stan. I'm like, guys, relax. First of all, I'm 31 years old. I'm not a stan of either. <laughs> um, if you are, no, no disrespect. I'm just not. I am at a point in my life where I see problems on both sides of things um, and how they play out. And I think it's okay to be able to call out each other's problems. And that doesn't make you like a hater. It just makes you someone who's observant. <laughs> and um, I, I really feel like having Teresa stay in that housewife role while performing at a friend of level on the franchise and then having her spin off. Now she gets two streams of income, guys. Two, okay? She gets a whole spinoff. I think we get to see the blended family. We can see the do the daughters really um, thrive and grow. We can learn more about Melissa and how she's becoming so namaste. You know, I feel like there's there's things here that can be done. And honestly, if it was on Peacock, 
I feel like that would be even better because then you're getting downloads to Peacock. I think from a business perspective, it's very smart. I have a lot of thoughts. Well, when I posted this, Ashley, oh, always underscore Ashley T was not thrilled. She wrote, Teresa, a friend of, have you lost your mind? Question mark. Melissa's not even a good housewife. This is all in caps, by the way. And I got back to her very quickly. I was like, girl, what? It was like, first of all, no, I never said Teresa is a friend of. She will never be a friend of. She will always be a housewife. Always, always, always. That's just like, come on. I'm not, I'm not that crazy. Um, so that's why I say she is not ever going to be anything other than a housewife. I just want to give her added opportunities and coin. I don't think that's so evil. So that's my hot take for this week. I might change my mind next week. Um, you guys know how I am with Jersey. It just depends. Every week my mind changes a little bit. Um, but those were some hot takes that you guys had. Also, let's just talk about VPR. We'll close out on VPR, right? Because it's just the tip of the tongue, top of the mind. Everybody's loving it. Um, okay, so this person, what is it? It's Arnett. It's Larnet. That's how it's spelled. They said, because I was talking about just some of the stuff last week with VPR, they commented on one of my videos and said, we all saw Tom's necklace, right? In his interview, he was already wearing it. Correct. Correct. I saw it too. Makes me want to vomit. Um, I can't believe it. It's going to be really weird. And Frances Baldwin, she also commented something very similar, saying Rachel is something else. Like, I'm just laughing at everybody saying Rachel instead of Raquel. Um, But clearly we're all up in arms. It's going to be so weird watching this whole season play out. I'm really excited. Who knows, guys? This week we have some new shows on this week. I'm excited for some new episodes. Um, I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to come back to you guys with a Miami reunion recap episode because I just loved it so much. Um, but we only got season, we only got episode one thus far. So you have some time to catch up. Um, and this week I'm going to be finalizing some of my schedule with some of our guests for the coming week. So I'm so excited for you guys to hear those. And yeah, we've got some, we've got some exciting stuff on the horizon, but I'm really excited this week to see us all yell and scream at Vanderpump Rules again. I'm really interested to see Summer House, how that plays out. Um, Obviously, we had Carl and Kyle have their conversation last week. I know we had everybody up in arms over Amanda and Danielle getting into a little bit of a spat. So I'm so curious to see how that plays out as well. We have Paige back. She was away last week. Um, We know we had Andrea, which was a gift to us all. I'm excited for Real Housewives of New Jersey, as I always am. I'm excited to see more of Olivia Aiden, who is a star. I really am so excited excited to see part two of the Miami reunion that I can't wait for as well. And you guys, if there's anything you want me to talk about that I haven't been talking about, I'm happy to dive into it. I tend to talk about things that I love, but I know there's so much going on in the Bravo universe and the reality TV world. So I'll be better moving forward about talking about some of the other shows outside of the Bravo universe, but it's my one true love. So I got to I got to pay it more mind anyway guys have a great week happy monday 
I'm so excited about this week and what we've got, you know, coming up. I hopefully it's a quiet week. Um, LOL, that's a joke. That's sarcasm. It's never quiet. Um, but until next time, guys, talk soon. <laughs>